إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى جل وعلا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى أيضا يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال الله تعالى أيضا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد أيها المؤمنون اتقوا الله تعالى وراقبوه سبحانه مراقبة من يعلم أن ربه يسمعه ويرى of slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and after passing salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi peace and blessings upon his family, upon his friends and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time in today's khutbah we will be looking at a very important topic where Allah Azza wa Jalla speaks about this quite often in the Quran and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would speak often about this in his noble ahadith and if we look in the Quran you will find that the mentioning of this يعني, is mentioned quite often and yet we find that many people we find that many people they have neglected this and we find that they have not implemented this and they do not at times give thought to this and this is a reminder for myself and for all of us and this is the reminder of death Allah Azza wa Jal as we will see a bit later he mentions in the book of Allah and he says كُلُّ نَفْسٍ دَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Allah Azza wa Jal he mentions and he says that indeed and every soul shall taste death so whether you are old whether we are young whether we are fit whether we are unfit every soul is going to pass away and every soul is going to stand in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. And on the day 
when there's going to be no tarjuman, there's going to be no translation between you and the Lord of the worlds. So there's no specific language that he must speak a, or she must speak a specific language. But each and every person is going to understand Allah Azza wa Jal. And each and every person from the time of Adam alayhi salam until the last person to walk on the face of the earth, they are going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in order to get from this dunya to the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what needs to happen? We need to pass on. We need to pass away. And like I mentioned, many people, they are extremely neglectful of this. They do not speak about this and they do not ponder about this. But yet it is a reality. It is something that we all are going to face. And we've all witnessed someone around us, whether it was our parents, whether it was our grandparents, whether it was our siblings, it was cousins, friends. But we've all witnessed that someone close to us has passed away. But yet we live a life that we are never going to pass away. We live our life that we are going to live forever. We live our lives that things are always going to be fine. I'm never going to pass away. I'm never going to meet Allah Azza wa Jal. But yet when someone is ill in my family, now we start talking about this. When someone is ill in the family, now we don't want to have a good time. Now we stop watching series. Now we stop going to the cinema. Now we stop involving ourselves in all things that are haram. Why? Because someone is on the deathbed. Someone is going to meet Allah Azza wa Jal soon. But yet no one knows when they are going to die. But we love our lives, my beloved brothers, that we are never going to die. And this is a problem. This is a problem and this problem needs to be fixed. This problem needs rectification. And it starts off with us inculcating this firstly into ourselves and then into our families, into our wives, into our children, to our parents if they are still there, into our siblings, and then to the extended family, to our cousins, and then to our community to the Musallis in the Masajid, and then to our friends. And this should be a message that we should all have, and it should be thought about on a daily basis. So we're not saying that you must walk around as a morbid person, that you need to be depressed, and you must just walk with your head down, and you don't speak to people, you don't smile, you don't go maybe for a walk on the mountain, take a walk at the seaside. No one is saying this. But what we are saying, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have a portion of your day, 
have a portion of your night that when you think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you think about the meeting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know that the only way that you are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through death. So our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now we understand that moat, we understand that death. This is a thing that distinguishes this dunya and the akhirah. I cannot be alive and be in my qabr. I need to pass away. Allah takes my soul and then we enter the qabr. And this is the first stage of meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, my beloved brothers, that when we in our grave, there's one of two things. There's one of two things when we are in our qabr. It is either you have Jannah and you will see Jannah in front of you. Or you have Jahannam and you will see Jahannam in front of you. May Allah protect us from Jahannam. La thalith There is no three. Third. You are not... Okay, maybe I'm going to be, you know, one day now here, one day they know. Right? It's either you're going to be here or you're going to be there. It's not like the dunya. That maybe I can hide behind something until, you know, maybe someone tried to attack me, whatever. But I can still maybe hide and then you will go. No. Now you're in the Qabr. So now, my beloved brothers, it is clear that you either going to Jannah or you are going to Jahannam. And another important thing is that sometimes we, as human beings, we think, mashallah, I'm extremely intelligent. We think that, you know, if I maybe go to the furthest place, or I take my boat and I go to sea, or I try to build a high tower that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take my soul. But Allah Azza wa Jal, who is Khaliku Kulli Shay, He's the creator of everything. He says, Aina ma takunu yudrikumul maut, walaw kuntum fi burujim mushayyada. Allah Azza wa Jal says that wherever you may be, Death will overcome you. Even if you were to be in the fortified towers. Build the tallest building in the world. And stay right on top. And say that I'm not going to pass away now. When your time is there, my beloved brothers, then your soul will be taken away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ Say the death. قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفِرُّونَ مِنْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مُلَاقِيكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the death that you are running away from and many of us we fall into this category. Ask anyone, do you want to die? No. Why? Because I still need to run after that million rand. I still need to run after the good job. I still need to run so I can get my second or my third or get married for the first time. I still need to run so I can see my kids grow up. Nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with having ambitions in life. But know, my beloved brothers, that when the time comes, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes our souls from our bodies. Another important point that we need to realize is that mot, yani death, it has a fixed term. And this fixed term, there is no delay. 
and there is no advance. I cannot sit at home today and say, I want to pass away in two years time on the 7th of January 2024 or 5, whatever. Or, you know, give me another 10 years. No one knows this. This is the knowledge of Allah Azza wa Jal and of Allah alone. This is known as Ilmul Ghaib. And know, my beloved brothers, that no one can tell you that you are going to pass away on such a day. Yes, they might tell the patient in the hospital you don't have a lot of time left. But can the doctor specifically say that you are going to pass away at a particular time, on a particular day? And the answer is no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ Allah Azza wa Jal says that for each community there is an appointed time فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ and when their time arrives لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ السَّاعَةِ they can neither delay it وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ nor can they bring it forward. So each person his time is written when he is going to pass away, when he is going to enter the grave, whether he is going to go to Jannah, whether he is going to go to Jahannam, and everything is in place already, when he will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will his book be given in the right hand, will his book be given in the left hand, what will happen, how fast is he going to walk over the sirat, this is all written, my beloved brothers, so what do I do, if everything is written, do I just sit at home? So let's flip the coin. Your risk is written. Do you just sit at home? No. Right? After Fajr, what happens? You don't go sleep from Monday to Friday. You need to go to work. You need to put on the PC if you're working at home. Whatever. But you are chasing after that dunya because you know you have bills to pay by the end of the month. I have so much that I need to earn. So, but Allah told you that He is Ar Razak. He is the one that sustains. <coughs> but you still make that effort. So, the same thing with the deen of Allah. Your Jannah and Jahannam, you cannot just sit at home and say that Allah has written it for me, so I will just be at home. No. Your Jannah and Jahannam, you need to work for Jannah. And protect yourself from Jahannam. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. Many of us memorize this verse. But have we internalized this verse? Do we realize that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us? That we need to save ourselves and our families from the fire of Jahannam. Because now we understand and we realize that mouth is a reality, that death is a reality. My beloved brothers, we live in a time, we live in a society, we live in a place where people try to take us away from realizing and remembering 
that we are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know my beloved brothers in Islam, فَلَا يُمَيِّزُ الْمَوْتِ That death does not distinguish بَيْنَ الصَّغِيرُ وَالْكَبِيرُ In the week, many of us we've heard of a young boy coming from playing football or going to play football. And this young boy, he had ambitions in life. Maybe he wanted to become a doctor, maybe he wanted to become a hafiz, whatever. His parents had ambitions for him. But Allah Azza wa Jal decreed that this young boy is going to pass away. And when this young boy passes away, he's not going to pass away in his sleep. He's not going to pass away in a hospital. But Allah has written that he passes away in an unfortunate accident. But is this really an accident by Allah Azza wa Jal? It might be an accident for us. It might look as a fatal accident. But by Allah Azza wa Jal, this was written. And this is written and this is found in the Lawh al-Mahfud. That Allah Azza wa Jal has decreed that on such and such a day, Fulan ibn Fulan is going to pass away. And my beloved brothers, another example. It does not matter how rich I am. It does not matter how poor I am. It does not matter if I have education. It does not matter if I'm illiterate. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides that the time is up, then the time is up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he says, وَمَا كَانَ لِنَفْسٍ أَن تَمُوتَ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ كِتَابًا مُؤَجَّلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that no soul, no soul can ever die without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will at the distant time. Whatever Allah has decreed, this is what's going to be. And sometimes we will sit, especially when someone is ill in our family, whether it's our grandmothers, or our grandfathers, or our parents, or our children. But someone is extremely ill, and we will try and yes, we take the means. We'll get the best of medical advice. We'll get the best of doctors. We get the best of medication. And yes, you are going to try to save that loved one. You're going to do the utmost. You're going to be reciting Quran. You're going to be making adkar. You're going to be doing rukya on them. But at the end of the day, we need to all be prepared while sitting there that this person is going to leave the world. But also as a reminder for myself. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْ زِيَارَةِ الْقُبُورِ فَزُورُهَا He says that I prohibited you from visiting the graves 
And this was at the advent of Islam. This was when the companions, they just became Muslim. And they feared that they maybe still had some of those shirkiyat, some of those jahiliyah in them. And they might call to the dead. They might worship the dead. So the Prophet taught them and he said, That I prohibit you from going to the graves. But after a while he said, Now you go and you go visit them. And what does he say at the end? And this is what we are looking for. He says that for visiting the graves, it is a reminder of death. Walk into the graveyards. You're not going to think of soccer. You're not going to think of the FA Cup. Or the cricket test match. Or how much bitcoins I have. You're not going to think of my fancy house. Because in this graveyard, everyone is the same. In this graveyard, the graves are level. Or it's supposed to be level. No one knows who's who in this graveyard. And this is a reminder for myself and yourselves that we are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day when no one is going to assist me and no one is going to help me. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِي وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِي And on that day when everyone is going to flee from one another, when the mother is going to abort a child, when the son doesn't want to have anything to do with his father, and the father and the mother wants nothing to do with the children, and the husband and the wife wants nothing to do with each other. Not because they don't love each other, but because everyone is going to stand in front of Allah, and they're all going to worry about themselves, and we are all going to say, nafsi, nafsi. We are all going to worry about how am I going to deal with my book today? Where is my book coming from? And the reality of all this, my beloved brothers, is that we need to move from this dunya to our graves. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions and he says, أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَذِمِ اللَّذَّاتِ يَعْنِي الْمَوْتِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, that remember as much as you can the one thing. And this is the reality, يعني. Which will always bring an end to the worldly joys and pleasures, which is death. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions and this hadith is narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu an. He says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, on the day of resurrection, on the day of resurrection, Death will be brought forward in the shape of a black and white ram. Right? A goat. Then a caller will call out. So a caller will call out and he will say, Ya Ahlal Jannah, O people of Jannah, thereupon they will stretch their necks and look carefully. And this caller will say, Do you know this? Referring to the Animal, referring to the ram. They will say yes. This is moat. This is death. By then all of them will have seen it. Then it will be announced. Ya Ahlan Nar. O people of Jahannam. O people of the hellfire. 
They will stretch their necks and they will look carefully. And the caller will say, Do you know who's this? They will say, Yes, that this is death. And by then all of them will have seen this. Then that ram will be slaughtered. So death, Yani, will be slaughtered. And the caller will say, Ya Ahlan Jannah, O people of Jannah, eternity for you and no death. Ya Ahlan Nau, O people of Jahannam, eternity for you and no death. And then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he recited and warned them of the day of distress when the case has been decided while they are in the state of carelessness. And they do not believe. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum min al-ayati wa hikmah aqulu ma sami'atum fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. الحمد لله العظيم الإحسان واسع الفضل والجود والامتنان وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد إباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah azza wa jal, he mentions and he says, كل نفس ذائقة الموت وإنما توفون أجوركم يوم القيامة فمن زحسح عن النار وأدخل الجنة فقد فاز وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور. Allah azza wa jal, he says that indeed every soul shall taste death and you will only receive your full reward on the day of judgment. And whomsoever is spared and taken far, far away from the fire of Jahannam and is entered into Jannah, Faqad Afaz, he is indeed successful. And know that this life of this world is no more than a delusion of enjoyment. So the start of this verse as we mentioned that every soul shall taste death. And we live in a time and we live in an era where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are removing the ulama. In the first khutbah we spoke and we mentioned of a young boy who had his whole life ahead of him. And now we flip the coin and we look at Allama. Shaykh Salih Al-Luhaydan Rahimallahu Ta'ala And this reminds me of the hadith of Ibn Abbas where he said Anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Al-Barakatu ma'a akabirkum He said that blessings are with your elders And know my beloved brothers that we are losing our ulama that we are losing our elders. So take our time 
and study and take benefit from the ulama. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is narrated by Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As. Yaqul, Sami'atu Rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, Inna Allah la yaqbidu l'ilm intiza'an yantazi'uhu minan nas. Walakin yaqbidu l'ilm biqabdi l'ulama. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As. He mentioned and he said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that indeed Allah does not withhold, He does not keep back ilm, knowledge, by snatching it away from His servants. But rather Allah azza wa jal, He withholds and He takes knowledge away by taking the souls of the ulama. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He does not stop you. So he explains that Allah takes knowledge away by the death of the ulama. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, Until no scholar remains, But what happens now? So the ulama is gone. So who takes over? Once those scholars have left this dunya, then you will find Then the people, they would follow the ignorant leaders. And the Prophet وسلم, he says, so they would be asked about issues. And they would give judgment on these issues without knowledge. And they are astray and they will lead others astray. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm on the Quran and Sunnah. وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدْيُ